0: You're listening to the 1208 podcast from 1208 Greenwood Free Methodist Church in downtown Jackson, Michigan. Luke 11, I'm reading in ESV if that is helpful to you. Uh, Basically, this is Luke's version of saying, um, the disciples come to Jesus and say, teach us how to pray. Just like John taught his disciples how to pray. Would you teach us how to pray? This is where Jesus gets into Luke's version of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. King come, will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. Except, like, half of that is missing in Luke's version. But, you know, it's cool. What comes next caught me off guard when I was just reading the other day. Jesus tells a parable to teach us how to pray. Right after teaching the Lord's Prayer. Jesus teaches us how to pray. Here's what Jesus does uh, to teach them how to pray. This, This weird parable. I've sent this to a few of you in the last week, and you've probably read it, so it'll be rehashed for some of you. He said to them, Which of you has a friend? Uh, which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within, Do not bother me, the door is now shut. My children are are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give give him anything, because he is friend, yet because of his impudence, because of his impudence, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. And I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find knock and it will be open to you for everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds to the one who knocks it will be opened Will father among you if his son asks for a fish will instead of a fish give him a scorpion sorry a serpent <laughs> or if he asks for an egg will give him a scorpion if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children How much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Impudence is our theme tonight. When you pray, pray with impudence. (laughs) I remember texting this to one of you in here and saying, Hey, you've got to read this just as we continue to pray. And the response was, isn't impudence like a bad thing? <laughs> it kind of, kind of is. Like some, some translations will just like refer to this as persistence, which you can make that case. But if you look at a lot of ways in which this Greek word gets uh, defined, there are, there are much more like persistence is one thing, but like impudence has like kind of like a <laughs> almost insulting tone to it. So other words you could use. Pray shamelessly. Pray without concern of uh, what is appropriate. Without concern of cultural standards. Pray in such a way that that is almost, I don't know, seemingly, it, it sounds like it'd be bothersome. So maybe you have someone in your life. Maybe there's someone in your life who calls you up every once in a while. And whenever you see the phone ring, you pull it out. You're like, oh. I know if I answer this, they're going to need something. (laughs) I know if if I answer this, I'm going to have to do something. Not later, like right now, this moment, I will have to do something if I answer this phone. And that is how God tells you to pray. That's how Jesus tells you to pray. That person who calls you, and you know that like as soon as you pick that up, there's something you're going to have to do. It might be inconvenient to you. It might almost be impudent on their side. Like, why didn't you tell me ahead of time that you're going to need help this very moment so that I wasn't just like finding out right now? If you have someone who every time they call you, it is very inconvenient. Jesus says, take that person, put them on a pedestal, and say, that is how I should pray. <laughs> I should pray in such a way... That it almost feels inconvenient to God. Overly persistent. That's how he sets it up. He gives us this weird parable. Imagine someone knocks on your door at midnight. Now if you're in Jackson, the first thing you're going to do is like, you get the phone. Get ready to call 911. right? <laughs> you're like looking through the window through the corner of your eye, trying to make sure someone's not out there that's going to... Like, what? who knocks on a door at midnight in Jackson unless there's going to be some kind of trouble? Like, I'm afraid. I don't know what to do. Imagine someone knocks on your door at midnight. And when you finally get to the door, like, hey, I just, uh, you know, need some gas. <laughs> uh, I just move my car around. I, I thought maybe I could rake your leaves or something and you could pass off to gas. And you'd be like, bro, it's midnight. You want gas at midnight? Like... You rang the doorbell a hundred times. You woke up the whole family. That's, that's a hard ask. And Jesus says, pray like that. It doesn't matter how inconvenient it was. It doesn't matter how, how strong of a request it was. It doesn't matter that it was so bold that you're knocking on the door at midnight. Jesus teaches us to pray like that. Understanding that the person on the other side of that door, A, he can't be inconvenienced, he's God. But B, when he answers, he answers like a loving father, like an Abba. He answers the door, and he gives what you ask, whatever you need to receive. That is the way that we are to pray, knowing that we have a good God on the other side. And of course, that, that can be a good devotion for us to learn, but the struggle for many of us, if we're honest, is, uh, okay, but I've knocked a million times. God, are you in there? Are you even listening? Have I tried to scale your walls in vain? Were you there in the waves? All these miles, what do you have to say? Were you there beside me the whole way? Come knocking on the door for the hundredth time. Where are you? Jesus says he'll answer. It's hard because our experience says it's not always the answer we want. It's hard because our experience sometimes says we don't even know where that answer is after asking a hundred times. That doesn't stop the fact that the way in which Jesus taught his disciples to pray is impudently. Persistently, inconveniently, because the neighbor on the other side of the door is a good neighbor who loves you very much. Even better than State Farm. <laughs> okay, dull, no jokes. I'm sorry, every time I log on to YouTube I have to watch a State Farm commercial It just naturally comes out of me at this point I don't even have it (laughs) But You could save 5% or less at Geico Alright, okay Like I said, we're going more of a devotional route I don't have a whole lot more to say at the moment Are you skipping the ad? (laughs) Very good, very good Um, But as we get ready to wrap up, I just want to ask, are there any ways in which we as a community right now can pray for you? Is there something you feel like you're persistently knocking on the door, asking for a prayer? If you'd like to lift that up at all at this moment, we'd be happy just to take a moment, pause, and, and pray for you. If not, we'll get ready to adjourn.